0: Do you hate me? Because you're clearly disagreeing with my opinion. Many people believe that if we disagree with their opinion or lifestyle, that means we automatically hate them. And that's what we'll be discussing today on Christ, Culture, and Coffee. This is Christ, Culture, and Coffee, a podcast designed to help equip Christians to be able to defend their faith and be confident in their faith.
1: Hello, you are listening to Christ Culture and Coffee. Uh, We're back again, and this week we are going to be talking about popular opinion. Yes,
0: popular opinion and culture.
1: Yes. Sometimes
0: v- popular opinion is so bad.
1: Yeah, it, it really is. And it's uh, it's kind of interesting when you really break down arguments that you see in culture. And just by social media, you can really see there's a lot of issues and flaws with it.
0: Yeah, you know what's crazy to me is how popular some of these bad ideas can get. Yeah. It's like people yeah. don't – sometimes it's, it's hard, I guess, for people to assess and stop and think through what's actually being said and what's, what, what actually um, – I guess the opinion behind it is they just they say things without having any evidence or any reasoning yeah.
1: that backs up their opinions. Yeah, again, I'm thinking it's just a matter of people just wanting to f- go with the crowd. Kind yeah,
0: of people like popular yeah. slogans. You know, so I, <laughs> I guess that's what it is. So yeah. Well, today, uh, yeah. Christ culture and coffee. So we always like to start out with a coffee tip. You know, usually about how to make a better drink, yes. a little coffee trivia. Today, I think is a very important coffee tip. And it has nothing to do with coffee, per se. It has to do with (laughs) our show. Um, But we wanted you to make aware, listeners, please hear me on this. We, today, started a brand new Facebook group that's just for you. This group is exclusive. It's called Christ Culture Coffee Insiders. You can find it by going to facebook.com slash groups slash Christ Culture Coffee Insiders. And this is a closed group. Everybody out there in Facebook land can't get onto it. It's exclusive. It's for our listeners. And we are going to be putting a whole bunch of insiders content on there. Stuff you can't find anywhere else. Extra bits of the show. Extra
1: trivia. But, Robbie, how do we get access oh. to this closed group well this is a great question
0: Tyler we want to incentivize people to be part of our group because we're going to have a ton of exclusive content down the line we want to eventually even do some courses we want to have you know short videos that have good apologetics insights we want to have giveaways we want to have conversations we want to hear questions we're going to do live QA we're going to do Facebook live videos all this stuff on there it's going to be a real treasure trove for our listeners but mm. the way you get into this closed group. Are you ready for this? Let's hear it. The way you get into it is you go on and you ask to join the group. And then when you ask to join, two questions are going to pop up. It's going to say, have you rated us on iTunes? Yes or no? And then it's going to say, what's your username on iTunes? Because we want people to rate us on iTunes. We want to get, obviously, we love five stars, right? We want right. five stars. We want people to leave a comment because by doing that, you're getting us more notoriety on iTunes, and our podcast rises more and more to the top, which means we can impact more people with truth and apologetics and the gospel, and that's what we want to do. So if you want to join this group, you're going to have to go on there, and it's going to ask you if you've done this. Now, you can be honest, and you can say no, right? And I'm going to see that because it's going to say, you know, this person wants to join your group. And then I'll go and look and I'll see, okay, did they rate us on iTunes? And it'll say you didn't answer or it'll say you answered no. And then I'm going to send you a message that says, if you want to be part of our group, (laughs) you need to rate us on iTunes and leave a comment. Yes. And so if you are out there and you really want to be a part of this closed group, the Christ Culture Coffee Insiders, we want you to be a part. But the only thing you have to do is go on iTunes and rate us and and leave a comment about the show. That's all we're asking you to do. It will take you two minutes to accomplish this task. Then you can come on there. You can join the group. You can say, yes, I did it. Here's my username. I've rated you it's that easy it's that it's really it is really really simple so if you're out there and you want to be a part of our Facebook group we would love to connect with you on there we'd love to hear your questions on there we'd love to see you there on Facebook live and answer live questions at times we're going to have so much planned for that group but in order to be part of it you need to rate us on iTunes first
1: Yes, that's the catch,
0: right? That's the value exchange we're going for here is we want you to do that for us. And then you're going to get access to all this exclusive content that you can't get anywhere else. Yeah, so I think it's a no-brainer. I do too, doing. man. And we've also been updating a lot around here. we got that new logo going on. It, I think it's yeah. really cool. Our friend Andrew Mocha, he put that together. I think it looks really great. People are really liking it on our Instagram. Oh yeah, it's awesome. Again, another easy place to follow us is on Instagram. We put up stories. We, we put up stuff that we're doing. We'll ask questions through stories on there. Um, so if you haven't liked us and uh, followed us on Instagram, that's a really uh, another great place to connect with us.
1: Yes, yeah, so please go ahead and follow us and subscribe to Uh, our podcast if you aren't already and this Mm -hmm. is just a download that you saw in your news feed um, uh, just uh, it would help us out a lot but make sure you always uh, rate us to get into this private group.
0: Yep and the truth of it is we're always putting out new content once a week. Uh, It's been over a year. Every week we're putting out a new show and it's valuable stuff. It helps equip you to be confident in your faith and to defend your faith well and we don't want you to miss an episode. We want you to, to subscribe so that you're getting alerts and so that you're reminded to listen in so that you can Go out and you can impact culture for Jesus.
1: Yeah. And then again, too, uh, something that we want all of our social media platforms to help you with is to equip you along with the podcast, the listener, to defend your faith and be confident in your faith. And you can also further that by asking us questions and submitting mm-hmm. us uh, by direct message. And we'll, we can get back to you on those answers. And then Heck, we just mentioned it again, just scroll through our podcasts over the past year and you can see through old episodes, we have, we cover a lot of different topics, uh, from all over all over the place. So um, if you have any further questions on this podcast or, or another episode that we've covered or just anything in general, uh, you can go ahead and reach us by those social media sites mm-hmm. or by our email at ChristCultureCoffee at gmail.com.
0: Yep, and I would say uh, the Facebook group is probably the easiest place to ask questions. I would agree that, with that, that's, yeah. We're going to check that more often. It's going to alert will. us. And So get a, to be a part of that Facebook group. Again, it's Facebook.com slash group slash Coffee Insiders become an insider today. I like it. I like it too. Are you an insider? You are. I, I, I am an, an insider. Okay, good. Good for you, Tyler. That's a, quite an accomplishment. <laughs> All so right. Great. So that's your coffee yeah. tip for today. Join our closed, special,
1: exclusive, amazing insiders group on Facebook. Yes. And so so uh, we're going to get into the topic today. And again, we said that we were going to be discussing popular opinion. So there's kind of a specific popular opinion that we're talking about here today, Robbie, right? Yeah, and it's this idea. I mean, I've, I've, I've heard it
0: stated in a ton of different ways from different social media places. I've heard people give speeches about it. But there's this general idea in our culture that if you disagree with me, you hate me. Right. right? If you disagree with my opinion, if you disagree with my lifestyle, if you disagree with my choices— then you hate me, right? And that's where people get called bigots or haters or, you know, or or maybe even a nicer term would be old-fashioned or archaic or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and this is the funny thing about it. We're, we're going to get into um, what Jesus' opinion on this is. But one of the things that's interesting about this idea, Tyler, is let, let's say, you know, somebody comes up to you and says, Tyler, do you disagree with homosexuality? And I say, yeah. You'll say, uh, yes. You'll say, you know, it's not my opinion, but the Bible is clear that homosexuality is not something that God condones, right? Right. And they say to you, you are a bigot. You are a hater. You are old-fashioned. I can't believe that you have that opinion, right? That is hate speech. That is evil, right? Now now let's stop and and let's assess the situation. Somebody asks you your opinion— You share it, and they call you a whole bunch of names and demean you and say that you're a hater because you have a certain opinion, right? Right. Yeah, that's true. And now the best thing to ask at this point is, I mean, it's clear, but I'd ask them, are you disagreeing with my belief, right? (laughs) Do you disagree with my opinion? And they're going to say, you bet I disagree with your opinion because it's horrible and it's this and that, right? Yeah. And then the, the, the third question to ask is, why... When I have an opinion, am I a hater? And, and you can disagree with me, but if I disagree with you, it's hateful. Right? <laughs> like, it's, it's a great question to ask because they're not applying no, the same yeah. rules to themselves.
1: No, it's... But you it's, disagree yeah. with them,
0: you're a hater, but they're clearly disagreeing with you in the very same conversation. Yeah, so, it's it's contradicting, and it doesn't make any sense. It doesn't. So it's a, it's a self-refuting argument, right? We, we can disagree with somebody and not hate them... Because they're disagreeing with us, and and if we ask, well, do you hate me because you disagree with my opinion on what Scripture says? They're gonna say, well, of course I don't hate you. You say, well, I don't hate you because I disagree with your opinion either, right? And it's just it's such a helpful tool to when when that's happening to you to be able to stop and assess and lead somebody down that argument mm. because you're not gonna get anywhere with them about the uh, about the issues unless you can help them see I don't hate you just because i disagree with you. Yeah, does that make sense like no, that's it's, it's that's good, good but but a lot of times you know what happens is you well, get flustered. When yeah. you call
1: names, do you really you don't enjoy that? Well, that's why uh, that makes me to wonder is that maybe that's why people are doing that a lot lately. You ever think about that? Yeah, i think it's a bullying tactic. I think it's cuz think about this. If you have an opinion that is against theirs and honestly, if you have like solid arguments mm-hmm. to back it up, then and Typically, I've come to see that lately in the culture, it's popular to refute those arguments by bullying you and by yeah. th- throwing insults and calling you a bigot yeah. and a hater. But really, in re- the reality of it, is I think that it's just that they just don't have another argument, or they no. just, or that that's just a scare tactic to get you to. to to bow down to their, their women. To their opinion, yeah. yeah no, that's opinion.
0: exactly what it is. It's, it's, yeah. it's, a, it's a rhetorical yeah. tool of bullying because nobody wants to be called a bigot or a hater you know, or yeah. old fashioned or uh, I'm progressive and, and you're what, just, you know. And what do
1: you think is more hateful? But like to to have an opinion yeah. that is counter to someone, or to call someone hateful, to call somebody names because they disagree with you, isn't an argument. Yeah, that's uh, right.
0: It's bullying. Yeah, it's bullying. And and that's I, and, yeah. and, 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 and to be fair, right. I have seen Christians resort to this. Yeah, yeah. And that's that's not good that. either. Is when no, yeah. when they're pushed to their to why they believe what they believe. You know, sometimes people don't know which they should, which is what this podcast is trying to help. Right. You know, uh, help people with. Um, but sometimes they don't know, and so they'll resort to, "Well, you're just one of those non-Christian," right. and they just yeah. start calling people names. Calling people names is not a good argument. It's actually a- admitting you don't have an argument. Yeah, <laughs> right? I agree when with you that. Resort to I, that. I think
1: yeah, I think this is this isn't even just like a Christian versus non-Christian problem. I, I think this is just. A human problem. This is something... It is. It's a cultural issue. It's something that's trending. That's like, if you disagree with me and I don't know enough, or if I don't have enough information to back up my opinion... Mm -hmm. I, like I'm just gonna insult you for it yep
0: well That's and like, let's be honest we've all been doing that since we were in kindergarten.
1: oh yeah I'm not, I'm sure like, somebody shows you up and doing something and you I'm call sure them I've stupid done it. head honestly <laughs> yeah. I've probably done it before and I, I like I can't think of we've all done it. Yeah, yeah yeah I think everybody at some point has done it and honestly I think it's just a matter of fixing this and before we go out, and uh, focus on uh, the culture and other people mm-hmm. that are doing this. Let's also let's try to check ourselves too and make sure that yes. we're not also doing this. And uh, even for myself and sharing this, it's uh, kind of eye opening to sit through and just think, okay, am I being fair uh, to the argument here? Of basically, am I insulting people or mm-hmm. am I kind of being a bully because? I'm upset or I'm yeah. frustrated in an argument because they disagree with me, mm-hmm. uh, and I think I think that's just uh, a healthy thing to do before entering into this topic. It is,
0: man, and because yeah. I've even seen you know people that all agree with uh, you know uh, religiously or politically online. Uh, so so people whose whose opinion I agree with. Right, but the the manner that they're communicating their opinion is full of name calling. Oh yeah, no, I, I've seen I, I, that kind of stuff makes me yeah. so upset. Right? Yeah, it's like they're making a point with all of these derogatory terms toward the other side, and this is the real problem with that. As a Christian, is that human beings, no matter what they believe, no matter their behavior, human beings have intrinsic value and worth because they're made in God's image. And so yeah. when we just right off the bat start making fun of, slandering, name-calling people, we're not seriously considering the dignity that God created them with.
1: No, I, I think it's dehumanizing.
0: It honestly. is dehumanizing. Yeah. And, and we shouldn't be—Christians should be the most humanizing group, right? <laughs> we, well, we shouldn't be dehumanizing, should be, yeah. you know, even when yeah, it comes right. to, like, like, the pro-life position. If you're pro-life, then you're pro-all life. And I think that people who are pro-choice are completely wrong, but I think that they still have dignity and value because they're made in God's image.
1: Yeah, and you know that, that's actually something to bring up too, because that, that's one of the that's one of the trending topics right now. I mean, you mm-hmm. just did a podcast. We just did a podcast on it two weeks ago, and it's just like thinking through uh, that that topic in general, Abortion, people people yeah. get really really frustrated and heated an argument, Mm -hmm. uh, especially on Twitter lately. (laughs) It's just like, it's a mess. And it's like, you think uh, it's hard. I'll admit in moments when I'm seeing that to pause and to think, you know what? I can't like be frustrated at this person for this, because there's still a human being in the image of God and there's still, they're struggling and they need, they need a savior. And it's just like, uh, dealing with, um, I guess uh, dealing with that thought process and remembering that they're still human mm-hmm. and all life is value, inclu- valuable, including theirs.
0: Yes, and including yeah. theirs, and and that's the thing too. And and the other side of it is, if you want somebody to listen to what you're arguing for. Hmm. Name-calling is the one way to get them to stop listening.
1: Oh, I I I 100% It's the worst
0: tactic anybody can do. Now, it's a great tactic to silence people and to bully people into not talking about things anymore. And that's what certain populations or certain people in our culture try to do. It's bullying. But it is not a good way to convince people of your opinion. So as Christians, we need to treat people with dignity and respect because they are created in God's image and likeness and therefore they have intrinsic value no matter what their beliefs no matter what their behavior right mm-hmm. and if we would we would lead with that i think people would listen to our opinions a little more because we're treating
1: people with love and respect yeah no no kidding i mean that's that's across the board. I think with all the different forms that this argument takes a place, where mm-hmm. uh, when people use this tactic with uh, speaking about homosexuality, like if you don't agree with my lifestyle, then you must hate me. Yeah, like that. That's uh, that's very common. That's probably like one of the most common places that this argument's used. It is, and I would say uh, to that, it's just thinking through too. It's like in that moment again, Robbie. Like you said at the beginning, uh, just. I think it's important to like take a step back and just remind them like look you know what I don't hate you, yeah. and I like I just disagree. And well, and you know how I would do that because
0: because yeah. I, I would diffuse it. Because even right. with the argument that we we stated earlier about how you need to point out to them that they disagree with you, yeah. So right. does that mean they're hating you? Now you could do that in a really awful, jerky way, <laughs> yeah, okay. right? You could say, "Well, you disagree with me, so you're the bigot," right? <laughs> yeah. Wait a second, yeah. no, like now we're not accomplishing anything. <laughs> yeah. The way to go about it is when somebody brings that up to you, and they're usually yeah, emotional right. and they're heated. And they call you names, you say, hold on a second. Now you disagree with me, don't you? And they'll say, yeah, you're, you're darn right I disagree, right? They Get right. upset. And you say, listen, just because you disagree with my opinion or my lifestyle as a Christian, that doesn't mean that I think you hate me mm-hmm. or you're a bigot. Now, Will you give me the respect that just because I disagree with your opinion, it doesn't mean that I hate you or your bigot? You see, we we don't have to hate each other just because we're disagreeing. Man, I've done that with a lot of people who've been yelling at me, and it really diffuses the situation. Because the first thing you're doing is saying, listen, you're not hateful towards me. See, they're calling you a hateful bigot, and you come back with, look – just because you disagree with me, I don't believe you well, hate me. Yeah, and people yeah. like to hear that. And then they realize, oh, man, yeah, I'm kind of being mean to this person. Actually, Just because yeah. they disagree, it diffuses it. Yeah. Soft answer turns away wrath. I think that's in the Bible somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> right? Right, right. Th- this is exactly what we're trying to do. And if we're trying yeah. to convince people of the truth, man, we can't just name call and we can't just
1: yell. Right, right. Well, you know, it's funny you mentioned that. Uh- uh, mentioned that Robbie, it was just the way you just described how you would diffuse a situation like that. I I just had a flashback to um, when we were in high school on our uh, Salt Lake Mormon trip, and I, mm-hmm. I remember when you, I was standing right next to you when you did this on a per- when you used the tactic on a person. Oh, okay, uh, we were at the Salt Lake City Temple Square, mm-hmm. and. <clears throat> Uh, our teams were doing ministry that day, trying to um, share the gospel in the, the temple square. And I can remember specifically, we were getting kicked out and security came up and got in your face. Oh yeah, It was getting really upset. But then I remember uh, what you responded to them and said, like, you know what? We didn't come here to upset you guys. Cause it's like, look, we're sure that you guys get a lot of people that come here and say hateful things and like mm. mock you guys. And we, we don't want to do that. And then I remember immediately seeing when you did that, that they just, backpedaled and they're like, okay, well, you know what? It's all right. You guys just got to get off of here. You can't be doing that here. And their tone changed. And it's like Mm. seeing, seeing that in person, like I I completely agree. Like that's, you do that with any situation when you're dealing with someone who's upset. If you, if you, if you give them a soft response and a soft answer and show them compassion and that you're like, look, I'm sorry that you feel that way, but you Mm -hmm. know what? I still care about you. That, that, Th- they it have does. no choice. Like, they will naturally just relax and yep. lower all their defenses. And they're like, you know what? This, pro- this probably isn't worth the reaction I'm giving.
0: Yeah. I right? r- yeah. I, it's interesting you bring that. I remember that instance yeah, too, yeah. yeah. Right. And that guy, he came over. And he was really. Upset. I remember. I
1: was right next to you when the whole thing happened. Yeah. yeah,
0: and 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 that's this is this is one of the things I try to do with people. And I'm not. I don't do it all the time. I wish I was better at it. But you try to assume the best in a person.
1: Right. Yeah.
0: Not because not because they're always acting their best, right? Right. Right. But you try to assume the best, and that's where you know this guy had a job to do. He heard there was sixty students on, you know, campus at Salt Lake City yeah. trying to evangelize. And I am sure I, I know that they get people going up there with signs oh, yeah. protesting yeah. and screaming and yelling and, and we weren't doing that. Right. Yeah. But still, you put yourself in his shoes and you hear there's this huge group, you go, Oh my gosh, this is gonna be a huge problem. I'd get upset about it. Yeah. And then you're yeah. talking with the leader and okay, he wasn't <laughs> he wasn't nice to me, he wasn't respectful at first. But yeah, you can diffuse a situation by saying, Hey, listen, I get it. And you're just doing your job. I understand that. We, we can leave. No problem. And then I remember saying, I bet yeah. you get a lot of groups who really act terrible. Yeah, right. <laughs> We don't want to be right. one of those groups. Again, if, if you're a security guy and you hear that, you go, okay, whew, good, right? Yeah, you, right. And so, yeah, you can right. do that with people in a lot of different kinds of situations. And I just think it's loving because they're not going to hear you unless, unless their emotions are checked And they understand that you are actually a reasonable human being who cares about them.
1: Yeah, I I think it works. (laughs) I think so, yeah. (laughs) I think it works.
0: And I think it's biblical. And so uh, that's that's one of the things we wanted to share with you guys who are listening is um, Jesus' opinion is that you can disagree with people and still love them. This isn't Robbie and Tyler's opinion. This is Jesus' opinion. And so we have a really important verse that I'm sure you've heard, but we want to go through it with this lens of disagreeing with somebody doesn't mean you can't love them. So, Tyler, will you read this verse for us, Uh, these verses, Matthew 5, 43
1: through 48? Yeah, yeah. It says, You have heard... Do not even the Gentiles do the same. Therefore, you are to be perfect as your heavenly Father is perfect. This is such a cool
0: passage. So this is in the Sermon on the Mount, arguably the best speech ever given. Yeah. Right? And Jesus is in this section about saying, you've heard it said, but I say to you. You've heard it said, but I say to you. This is kind of the motif he's doing with a lot of different things. Right, yeah. And he gets to this one, right? You've heard it said, you shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy. And then he ups the ante and he says, "But listen, I'm saying to you, you need to love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you." This is fascinating because listen to what he's saying here: an enemy is somebody that you disagree with on something really big. Right? <laughs> <Yeah, laughs> is that right. is that a that's a kind of an understatement of an enemy? Well, right? yeah, that makes sense. There's a huge disagreement between you and your enemies. No matter what the disagreement is, an enemy is by definition somebody you disagree
1: with about something important. Is that fair yeah. to say? No, I think it is. Yeah, because I mean. I don't see, I don't know any enemies that I would agree with. (laughs) Yeah, on a lot of things, right? On a lot of things. Yeah, maybe on anything. Yeah, Yeah, that's usually what an enemy is. is someone who disagrees with you and is out to get you. Strongly disagrees with you. Yeah, that's pretty much it.
0: So what Jesus is saying here is love your enemies, a.k.a. love people that you fundamentally disagree with. Yeah. See, to disagree with somebody doesn't mean you hate them or you're a bigot. Jesus believes you can disagree with people and still love them and still pray for them. Yeah. That's that's big, man. So the opinion of the God of the universe is that you can love people even if you disagree with them.
1: Yeah, That's not what our culture believes, but it's true. That's right. And you know what, too? I I think just just sharing that alone with people, too, uh, in a loving way. You don't want to be like, see, even Jesus uh, says that if you love people. But if you share this with them and say, like, you know what? I, I still want to love you because um, even though we disagree, because that's what Jesus says.
0: Yeah. Well, and what a great tactic. Yeah. I mean, I'm just thinking about I this think verse. It is, yeah. Say this to the person. Say, listen, I really take seriously the words of Jesus and I want to follow what he says. And he tells me, love my enemies and pray for those who persecute me. And I, then I would say to them, listen, you're not my enemy,
1: yeah, right?
0: Right. But an enemy is somebody you disagree with. And we're having a little disagreement, not to the point of being enemies, but I can love you even if I disagree with you, just like I can love my enemies who I really disagree
1: with. Yeah, So, right,
0: so right. even in that, you're couching it to them and you're showing them you're not my enemy, right? And, yeah. and the truth of it is, man, people aren't our enemies, right? Paul says we don't fight against flesh and blood, right? Yeah, right? We fight against these ideologies. We fight against spiritual forces. That's where the fight's at. And so even bringing this verse up to the person you're talking with and say, listen, I, Jesus' opinion is I can love people who I disagree with, even if they're trying to persecute and kill me. And so me and you disagreeing, I can still love you because you're you're not even close to anything like that. You know, you're not my enemy. You're you're a friend, you're an acquaintance, you're a neighbor. And I can I can love you even in our disagreements. And Tyler, yeah. doesn't real love, like ultimate love, not just affinity or affection, but like big time love demand huge disagreements? Because if I can I, – I'm more loving to you if I love you and I completely disagree with you than if you agree with me on everything. That's easy to love people like that. Yeah. Does that make sense? You're right, yeah. And I think that's what he goes on to say here. He says, um, He says, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. Why? So that you may be sons of your Father who is in heaven. He wants you to be like God, right? We want yeah. to be like God. And then he gives a cool example that God lets rain fall on righteous people and unrighteous people. Why? Because he's a good God who gives good gifts to people made in his image, and they have dignity and they have worth, even if they aren't saved, even in their rebellion against God, right? Right. He knows that they have dignity and worth, so he calls us to treat people like that. And then he says... um if you love people who love you, what reward do you have? everybody does that. That's easy, right? <laughs> tax collectors do that and tax <laughs> no, collectors are like the dirt that's, bags true. that's of what the he's community. talking about here. Yeah, he's saying they're they're the worst, you know. Um, and then he says, if you greet only your brothers, what more are you doing than anybody else? Even the Gentiles do that like like everybody loves people that are their friends or family, right? But to love your enemy, that's a bigger kind of love. That's a more sacrificial. That's God type love, right? And we should be like that.
1: And well, don't you think it would just be better too, with all these different types of this argument coming up in culture, mm-hmm. if we, if Christians responded by by love through this way and saying, you know what, I can still love you even though we disagree. Yeah. Well, except
0: and, it's, a, and I think even showing showing love in action, even though what, I disagree. With that's you, what I'm th- right? thinking
1: too. It's not just saying that you love them. Love mm-hmm. is not just saying something; it's an action. It's your attitude. Yeah. And it's how you treat the person.
0: Yeah, I agree. Um, yeah. You know, a hypothetical situation. What if you had a, um, a gay couple down the street? Yeah. And one of them gets cancer. Will you drive them to the hospital? Will you watch their adopted kid? Will you make them meals? Well, you should. Yeah. Right? Yeah, just right. because you disagree with their lifestyle doesn't mean you hate the person. That, and you then, love the person. And then,
1: uh, to follow up that question, too, uh, just mm. say in a scenario it, anywhere similar to that, mm-hmm. does that affirm? That you agree with them just no. because that you're being loving to them and that you're doing nice things and you're doing life with them? No, no. I don't think it does at all. Uh, Jesus hung out with drunkards and tax collectors and prostitutes and, and prostitutes. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, and do you think that he agreed with their lifestyle? He didn't agree with their lifestyle. It's like, yeah, yeah. But,
0: but think about it. He was still kind to them. He was. He yeah. went to their parties. He yeah, had one uh, the tax right. collector Matthew was his disciple. Remember right, that? Right. Yeah. And he hung out with prostitutes. He healed prostitutes. Right. So it wasn't he wasn't withholding what he could minister to people with just because of their lifestyle. That doesn't mean he agreed with it.
1: <laughs> Can right? you imagine if it, Jesus like was just like, you know what? Not yeah, I'm just gonna avoid these people because mm-hmm. I completely disagree with them. Well, that's you know just-
0: what would be crazy, man, is if that's the right. tactic he took. He'd have to avoid all people. He would, yeah, because he disagrees with all of our sin, no matter what it is.
1: Exactly, and that's something I was getting at there. It's like we to the like when you boil it down. We are all flawed in our sin, and that's something mm-hmm. that you have to remember is that any form of disagreeing that we that's occurring with this it it's usually usually in the bigger issues, it's a sin problem, yes, that's what's the issue. Yep. and you have to think, you know what? I have my own sin that I have to deal with too, and this is something that I battle with every day. So you know what? maybe I should be a little bit more loving and gracious to this person, yeah. In the way I do, but that doesn't mean that we have to affirm their belief.
0: No, because when Jesus died for me, He wasn't affirming my actions and sin. No, He, in spite of my actions and sin, loved me.
1: Yeah, and that's that's another thing. I want to kind (coughs) of also take the flip side of this argument and Mm -hmm. say, uh, because I think that there's a lot of Christians out there, maybe too, that um, that might think that you know. I have to kind of, in a way, affirm this belief in order to show them that I love them. But that's that's just not true, though. That's not
0: true at all. It's not. That gets you in a lot of trouble because you start to bend morally. You start to say, you know, homosexuality is an okay behavior. Yeah. Or the Bible is not really against it, or whatever. And and that's, again, that's a bad witness because then you're not. How do you have? How do you have any credibility to share? what God says with people yeah. when you're willing to twist it or to throw it out when it's not convenient.
1: Yeah, right. Or, they're not
0: going to take you seriously.
1: That's right. And then even on like uh, like abortion, uh, for an example, too, like mm-hmm. if someone's coming up to you and you you already know what Scripture says and you have, you have a conviction mm-hmm. on abortion, but then when the conflict comes up and then they're arguing with you and saying like, uh, no, you need to believe in this. And if you like cave into that and you're accepting it, because you are worried that they're going to hate you for for yeah. it. That, that's not loving them. Mm-hmm. That's just not true. It, you, you can still love them and disagree and say, you know what? Like, yeah. that, I don't think that that's what the Bible says. I don't think that... You know, or it, just in general, you could say, I don't think that lines up with reality. I don't think yeah. that's logically coherent. Well, and I think... And I you think, can still... Yeah. Go ahead. No, I was just saying, uh, I was just reiterating, basically. You can still love them in that scenario. You can just say, look... I completely disagree with that. But it doesn't mean that I have to that to show you love that I have to accept that. Well and and
0: that's the this is one of the things I think we we need to take a step back and assess what's going on. So there are Christians out there who are caving to non biblical views on things. Why? Well because when they stood for the biblical things they got called names or bullied, right? Right. And they didn't know how to think clearly about what was happening because they're assuming that the name-calling is accurate. Therefore, they changed their position, right? I stood yeah. for God on abortion. I got called a lot of names for it and a bigot, and I don't want to be a bigot, so I'll cave on the issue. That's not the right tactic. The right tactic is to say, I'm not a bigot for disagreeing with somebody. And I can still love people in spite of our disagreements. But you see, a lot of people don't know how to think uh, critically like that. And they just cave to being called names. Because nobody likes being called names. Even if you can rightly assess it, it's hard on I hate being called names. Yeah, words hurt, (laughs) right? But can we be bigger than that and pray for those who are persecuting us with words And love people who are calling us names, and not just say I love them, but show them that I love them. Go out of my way to do actions that show them I care about them, even though we disagree. Yeah, right. Because that's what changes people's hearts and minds. Love is what Christianity is about, and we really need to show love. Love doesn't mean you let people act however they want. It's Mm -hmm. completely unloving to let somebody destroy themselves with sin,
1: Right. right? yeah.
0: But it's hard to step in and tell somebody, "Hey, this is wrong," because they mm, might yeah. try to destroy you.
1: <laughs> yeah, and you know what, too? I, I think that actually applies a lot with uh, the other passage that we have mm-hmm. here, too. And First um, Peter three thirteen through sixteen, and saying, "Who is there to harm you if you prove zealous for what is good? But even if you should suffer for the sake of righteousness, you are blessed. And do not fear their intimidation. And do not be troubled." But sanctify Christ as Lord in your hearts, always being ready to make a defense to everyone who asks you to give an account for the hope that is in you. Yet with gentleness and reverence, and keep a good conscience, so that in the thing in which you are slandered, those who revile your good behavior in Christ will be put to shame.
0: Yeah, this this passage is awesome. And again, this is the apologetics verse, right? First Peter three fifteen. But the whole the whole surrounding thing, the whole context of it is persecution right even if you should suffer for this uh don't fear people's intimidation don't be troubled and then what does he say he says be ready to give a defense so know why you believe what you believe and be able to defend it but do it with gentleness and respect
1: Yeah, that's so important
0: that's the same thing jesus is saying right you have a different opinion of your than your enemies but you still need to love them right and, and that's what Peter's saying here. You have a different opinion. It's implied. If you have to give a defense for the hope you have, it means the person you're defending it to doesn't agree with you, well, <laughs> right? Yeah, and
1: not only that, it's it's written as a commandment. <clears throat> yeah. Do, do you see that? So it's it, it, we are basically commanded that if there is if something is contradicting Scripture, we are commanded to to disagree with to that. To make a defense. To make a yeah. defense for it and to disagree with it.
0: But we can disagree with gentleness and reverence. Right, yeah. That's the key. We, just because we disagree doesn't mean we hate the person. Yes, We need to yes. be respectful of human beings because why? Because they're made in God's image and likeness. And I want yes, to be like yes. my Father in heaven who lets rain fall on the righteous and the unrighteous. Right. That's that's yeah. what we're supposed to do.
1: Yeah, and that's, that's the whole point of this passage is it's saying that when you're making this defense, it's you can still do this with gentleness and respect and show love for the person.
0: Yep, absolutely. Now, the question I have, Tyler, is a lot of Christians I I've, I've seen and I in my own life have, a lot of Christians are bad at the gentleness and reverence and they're bad at the loving their enemy. Right. And when disagreements happen, even as Christians, we assume that the other side's hating us and so we respond with name-calling, we respond with anger. We recon- respond with, "Well, I'm chosen and you're not," or you know, whatever stupid thing that we say. Um, why do you think Christians respond like that? How can we as Christians um, guard ourselves or prepare ourselves not
1: to respond like their world responds to us, not to just name call? Right, right. Well, I think I think that goes back to thinking of ourselves as sinners and remembering who we are as human beings. And, okay. Uh, and I think uh, that applies to Romans 5.10. While we were enemies, we were reconciled to God through the death mm-hmm. of his son. Much more having been reconciled, uh, we shall be saved by his life.
0: Yeah. Right? That's a good passage. Yeah, because we were enemies when we were saved. We were enemies. Yes. Yeah. So he right? he died yeah. in our place while we were his enemies, which yeah, means yeah. we were running the wrong way. We disagreed with, we were criminals right? And mm-hmm. he sacrificed himself for us in ultimate love while I was an enemy. So when it comes to people who are enemies of mine or people who just disagree with me, I need to show love like that.
1: Yeah, yeah. I think that's that's really what it's about.
0: So remembering that Jesus did way more for us than we're going to ever be called to do for other people, mm-hmm. and remembering how much love he showed for us can help us remember to be kind and gentle and respectful back to people. Yeah, and,
1: and- can you like go back and think of all the times that you've sinned and you've like, you've messed up and it's like the realizing the, that Jesus like, disagreed with you but yet mm-hmm. loved you enough to die for you?
0: Yeah. and even in my you know even yeah. as a Christian when I sin, even in those moments of right. complete rebellion or disagreement from what God has called me to do and I know I'm supposed to do, He still walks with me and is patient with me in my stupidity.
1: Yeah, right. And he doesn't—he doesn't doesn't
0: punch me in the face. He doesn't send a lightning bolt. He doesn't—you know—he's not like that. And if if we're called to be like him, then that means walking through difficulties with people, uh, in our disagreements with them. I think that that's great to keep focused on what Jesus did for us and that yeah. live it in light yeah. of that. I think another thing that helps us is to know why we believe what we believe. Oh, Cuz I've yeah. seen people who they don't care right. to study Christianity or or the the why behind the what. They don't care to study theology and apologetics and they get in these heated debates and the other person's calling them names which raises your blood pressure and makes you upset and get emotional and <laughs> yeah. you're you're putting up walls, right? And then they have no argu- the Christian has no argument as to why they believe what they believe. So all that they know to do is revert to name calling too. So I think yeah, another right. safeguard against being a jerky Christian is to know why I believe what I believe. Because if you have good answers and you're yeah. focused on I want to act the way Jesus act while I was an enemy – yeah. Man, I, I think you're prepared to go out there and to be a good representation of Christianity
1: and of Jesus to the world. Yeah, and I mean, uh, I'm just thinking about it too. Even if you're just listening to this podcast, you're already trying to start uh, working towards that as the building and defense. And let's, yeah, uh, and like again, like that's the whole goal here of this podcast too is to be uh, equipping our listeners to have a reason for to defend their faith, and that's kind of the the drive here. And so. Um, I just hope that basically that for all of our listeners out there that like through what we've been talking about that this is helping you in thinking through and equipping you for how you can defend your faith against our, and just against any arguments in general that yeah like through through uh, another form of <laughs> this topic that we've been discussing, like if people have another opinion than you, you can still disagree with them and love them mm-hmm. the same. And I, I think that's important. And so uh, that's kind of just our hope with this episode is that uh, really just that our listeners will be able to take this and use it to make a defense. Yeah, you got to utilize
0: it. And, and one thing, too, I would encourage our listeners to do, and I'd encourage b- both of us to do, Tyler, right. is really pray and ask the Lord, God, what are doubts I have? What are issues I'm struggling with? What are, what are things I don't know how to defend? Yeah, that's good. Expose them to me because I need to do the work. Because if I don't have a a prepared defense, then I'm going to resort – to not looking, I don't want to look like an idiot, right? I don't want to admit, oh, I don't know why I believe Christianity is true. You know, it's it's supposed to be the most important thing to me in the world. (laughs) And if somebody presses me and I don't know, I'm going to look like a fool. So I'd rather just name call than look like a fool, right? Yeah, no kidding. So so pray and ask the Lord, Lord, what are some weak spots in my defense? What are some things that I need to study? What are some things I need to press hard into? And Lord, how can you, um, I, I just ask the Lord to help you develop a heart for people like like his heart is for people. See people the way he sees them. Uh, pe- people aren't the enemy, right? People are the victim. Right? People are the victims of sin. Now, they're definitely perpetrators of sin as well. <laughs> I'm not saying they don't act then. Yeah. They're the perpetrator and they're the victim, right? But they're not the enemy. Right. The enemy is the lies. The enemy is the sin that enslaves. The enemy is the spiritual forces that are at work that are trying to drag our species to hell forever. That's the enemy. And we need to remember who the enemy is, and we, we need to remember who the victims are, and we need to show love the way that Jesus showed love for us. And I think by doing those two things, um, you can be a really great representative of Jesus <laughs> to the world. Yeah, and people will right. want to listen to your reasons because yeah, they'll well, know you
1: have them, yeah, right. and they'll know you're not a jerk about it that's uh, no that's so true uh, just like we said earlier when you when you respond with gentleness people lower their defenses and they listen to what you have to say
0: absolutely that's such a good point well thanks so much for joining us today on Christ Culture and Coffee. Again, please yes. go. We need you to go on our Facebook group and ask to be a member. Make sure you go on iTunes first and you give us a review, but then you can go to Facebook slash group slash Christ Culture Coffee Insiders and you can ask to join the group for all exclusive content, for questions, for Facebook Live, for a multitude of awesome stuff to come in the future.
1: Yeah, and please go ahead and do that and then um Uh, Also, like he said, just go through and uh, follow us on Instagram if you aren't already. Uh, Subscribe to the podcast and just keep up to date on what's new with our content.
0: Yeah, thanks so much for listening. We really, uh, obviously, we wouldn't have a podcast unless people were listening. That's very true. (laughs) So we're thankful for you. We hope that this is beneficial to your walk with Jesus, that it equips you to defend your faith and to be confident in what you believe. Thanks so much for being with us today, and we will be back next week. Thanks for listening to Christ Culture and Coffee. If you liked this episode, please rate, review, and subscribe to help us reach more people.